Welcome to another edition of Viking Voices. We have a special guest today, uh, Western Washington University alumni and women's soccer standout, Emily Webster. Emily, welcome to Viking Voices. Hi, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Well, this is a special one. You know, we posted a lot on social media this week about the four-year anniversary of the 2016 National Championship team, and front and center was your free kick goal. I'm thinking, Emily Webster has got to be a guest on Viking Voices. Sure enough, here you are a day later, and uh, we're going to get going. But uh, to introduce you, um, four-year letter winner for the Vikings from 2014 to 17, four-time all-GNAC selection, including three times as a first-teamer. You were an All-American in 2016, GNAC Defensive Player of the Year in 2016. And uh, in your career, you had 24 assists, which is in the top 10 in Western history, and 10 goals. Uh, Quite the career. Um, your name is up there amongst the greats in an amazing program, and we're excited to get to know you today on Viking Voices. Thanks. It's quite it's going to be quite the trip down memory lane, that's for sure. Yeah, well, let's start off. Um, tell us a little bit about um, what degree you got at Western when you graduated and what you're up to now in the, in the real world. In the real world. Um, so I graduated with my Bachelor of Arts in Education and PE and Health. K through 12. And now I'm teaching elementary school PE at Columbia Elementary School, which is awesome. The kids are great. I love being in the school system. And I'm actually coaching some optional tennis at Shehome High School. So a little bit of a variety of ages with the elementary schoolers and then the high schoolers up for tennis. But it's been well, fun. And it's about safe a month to say ago, that Bellingham is in your blood and forever. I mean, you are a Bellingham native. Um, you went to Seahome High School. I imagine you went to Fairhaven Middle School. And um, what elementary school did you go to? I went to Larrabee Elementary School, which is now the homeschool hub for the school district. Okay, so you grew up right near the Western campus. Four years at Western, got your degree, and now you're a PE teacher in Bellingham Public Schools. Uh, what makes this area so special for you? Um, it's, it's, it's been your home, it's remained your home, and um, you haven't left Whatcom County. Yeah, it's, um, it's really just the sense of community. And I actually have a perfect example. Today, I was out at recess with the first graders and Claire Morgan walked by and it was awesome. And so I got to check in with her. And then our recess teacher came over and remembered having Claire as a student at Columbia Elementary School. And so really, it's just the sense of community. And it doesn't get much better than being in Bellingham and having know, walking trails and local fun events and eateries and the mountains so close. So you just, you can't beat it. Yeah. It's got a little bit of everything uh, for everyone. Yeah. Going to jump right into some soccer questions and take that trip down memory lane a little bit, but you were part of a program that won that 2016 national championship. And it was just an amazing group of student athletes, Um, you know, between the national player of the year, Sierra Shugarts and, two great goals by Caitlin Jobinick, but that whole team um, was really special and the program is really special, but you know, it was only four years ago. How often do you think about those moments that you had as a Viking on the pitch and at Harrington field and, you know, going to nationals twice? How, how, how often do you think about it? Um, this time of year, I think about it quite often, especially getting all these memories and social media helps give us those friendly reminders. Um, but it's anytime I'm walking up through campus, you know, I've been doing a lot of walking now that we're um, in the middle of a pandemic. And so walking up past Harrington or seeing what other of my past teammates are doing, 
it does bring back a lot of really fond memories and I just feel so lucky to have those memories. Now, you know, we're taping this episode on December 4th and uh, December 3rd, 2016 uh, was the day that you guys won the national championship. So four years ago today, four years ago today, you're coming back to campus with a police escort and a national championship trophy. Does it seem almost kind of surreal that that was, you know, four years ago? Yeah, in some ways, it really truly feels like it was just yesterday. And in some ways, it feels like it was eternities ago. So I do love getting to see these memories and, you know, reminisce how great that that time was. You know, you guys made history with that national title, um, but it was a part of a, a continuous run here for this program that's just been phenomenal um, that the Vikings have been on. But that 2016 season, what do you remember most about it? Um, you know, I was looking through some stuff today and I remember, you know, we went one and two in the preseason. You know, we had two losses against pretty good Canadian schools. Um, and then you guys went down to Sonoma State and season opener, it was a zero zero draw. And sure enough, you guys went on a 24 game win streak. I mean, it was a pretty amazing just to even look at the schedule and see what y'all did. But give us an inside look about what you guys, what, what was the mantra of that team? What was the the attitude and the belief and, the, and that you guys talked amongst each other, uh, each other about? Well, I think we definitely felt like we had some unfinished business coming off um, losing in the semifinal the year before. And so when we lost those first two games, it kind of shook us up. And I remember after the Sonoma game, Sierra saying, you know, that was the game when we flipped the switch. That was when it was like, okay, it's, it's really go time and it's time to get down to business and we have a lot to prove and, we're going to put smiles on our face and we're going to just keep grinding. So I think after that Sonoma game was really when we were, we were ready to go all the way. Yeah. And you guys did it kind of in unique fashion. Um, you know, you had to go on the road for the quarterfinals in the West regional final. Um, so you had to go to golden Colorado and play familiar foe UC San Diego, um, beat them on a, a pretty amazing game. And then, you had to play the host school, Colorado Mines, you know, um, snow on the ground. Um, and I believe you guys went down one zero. You hadn't trailed forever. And then sure enough, I think you guys rattled off five unanswered goals and, <laughs> and, and headed to Kansas City. But that group that once you got on the plane to Kansas City, it felt like you guys had no doubt in your mind you're coming home with a trophy. Would that be accurate? I mean, it's easy to say that now in hindsight, but yeah, we felt good. We were excited to go give it our best shot. And our team was just special. We, you know, everyone was so dedicated and it was just a really fun group to play with and to travel with. Yeah, it was a special trip. I was lucky enough to be on that um, with you guys and, 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 you know, beat Cootstown in the national semifinal. And it wasn't really even a close game. You guys just from start to finish, you dominated and uh, you know, you guys didn't look past them. And then sure enough, it was a rematch um, with Grand Valley State, and it was, you know, the top two teams in the nation. And that national title game, I mean, it was amazing. I still watch the highlights. I still – I still, <laughs> and I still think that those three goals really happened that way. Um, you know, Caitlin Jovanek had two just class goals in the upper shelf, and then you hit a free kick from basically 30 yards out. Um, when you watch those highlights, what, what, what goes through your – memory bank of just how how great that day was 
Honestly, and even thinking about it right now, I still get butterflies in my stomach because it was such a wild game where, you know, we scored and then they scored and then we scored and then they scored and then we scored. And who knows if there'd been another 30 minutes on the clock, how it would have gone. But it was just such a crazy game. And honestly, like, sorry, Trav, but I don't remember the halftime talk because I was just so hyped up and so just like ready to get in and get after it. Um, but it's just, I still watch the highlights too, because, you know, it doesn't get much better with Caitlin's two goals. And that really set the tone for us. And everyone was doing their part to get us to the end of that game. Yeah, you know, I, I think I sent you the link to the video where they talk about the goal from the broadcast a little while ago. And I actually just put it on your bio so people can watch it again. And, uh, you know, when you, when you watch your free kick and you watch the reaction of the Grand Valley goalkeeper, but then you hear what the commentator says about it. I mean, I still get goosebumps just thinking, thinking about it and how, how cool that 35-second clip is with him talking about this goal. Um, have you had a chance to really just every once in a while just hit play on that and just say, wow, that was pretty cool? <laughs> yeah, I do sometimes. Um, and it's really funny. I just – the whole game is honestly kind of a blur and I did go back and watch it after, I think it was like the winter break after we'd won, um, which has helped solidify my actual memories of that game because it was just so wild. And it is fun to hear the commentators and, you know, talk about us and talk about Grand Valley State. And yeah, it's, it's a fun clip to go back and watch and relive every year. Yeah. You know, I had, I had coach Cannell on earlier uh, in the podcast and he talked about the game and just, the athletes and the students that have come through the program. And he, you know, he mentioned this really cool thing about the free kick and, and, and you getting a game winning goal. He says, oh, it's almost like a storyteller. You know, you got a Bellingham girl that grew up, you know, a stone's throw away from Harrington field and went to see high school. And, you know, here she is in the national championship game, you know, with this picturesque free kick goal from 30 years out. He says, it's just like a storyteller. I mean, if, 10 years before, if you could ever imagine that playing out, would you have believed it? I, I mean, I think in your question, you say like, if you knew someone was going to go on to win a national title, I didn't even know what a national title was when I was, you know, 10, 11, 12. And so for me, it was just, you know, I love the game and I love everything that comes with playing soccer and the new people that you meet and the community that you're in. And so for me, it was just the natural next step to try to play in college. And I just feel so fortunate to have gotten to play at Western. It's a good program with great other athletes and coaches. And so it was just something for me to go on to do. And it is, it's a fun story to tell. And I, I feel really lucky to be able to have played in my hometown because it just helped create that community for me where my parents could come watch my games, my friends could come watch. Um, so it is, it is special to me for sure. You, you know, you were a midfielder and you had all these awards um, that you could line forever with all GNAC and GNAC Players of the Week and whatnot. Um, but I want to talk about the free kick and I want to get your breakdown on it. And, you know, you had 24 assists, which is a number six in school history, and you were involved in so many great plays. But this one's going to live in legendary <laughs> status for quite a while. And, you know, set pieces were, that was one of your specialties. You know, you're often taking those free kicks how many times did you practice that scenario? I'm not saying like, you know, oh, it's the national championship game in the 76th minute. 
But how many times would you, would you run through that scenario of a free kick where you're taking aim at the top, upper right, right, left quadrant, whatever it might be? Well, it, it really dates back to when I started playing up um, for my club team and Travis asked a couple of us to come to Western, which was the rec field at the time and come practice. And I think I was 14 or 15. And so that was the first time he was like, okay, this is what we're going for. This is what I want you to work on. And then after that, it was every practice. And, you know, I like eventually at Western, I had to start seeing Lonnie because my IT band was getting so tight because of all the reps I would take after practice. So I, I couldn't even ballpark a number, but it was, you know, every day. Um, and then lots of times in the games and we scored off a number of them um, because we had repetition and, you know, Trav says the most important thing is consistency. So that's what we were working for. Yeah. When you, when you took that free kick in the 76th minute, I believe, I mean, obviously you're, you're, you're aiming for it, but what was going through your mind? And when that ball kissed the crossbar, <laughs> as they say, well, I mean, the, the, the photos show the emotion, but were you just kind of in shock a little bit that that just happened? Yeah, well, and I most people probably don't remember that I had also had an opportunity earlier that game from just about the same spot, and I just, you know, I just shanked it. So when I stepped up to the ball, I'm a big supporter of uh, positive self-talk. So it was all like, okay, we can do this. Like, let's do it better than we did the last time. And basically, I was aiming for that area of sorts, and I figured if I made it to the goal, great. If it came up short, Sierra would be there to put it in. And she was. And the only reason I knew it went in the goal was because I saw her arms shoot up straight into the air. And so that's when I knew that it had actually gone in. Yeah. Um, and then I see everyone start running back towards me. And I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, and there was still, you know, the, about 13, 14 minutes left in that game for hang on time. And th there was some chances that Grand Valley had. But when that whistle blew and there's that photo of all of you celebrating and the confetti flying, um, it's got to be just etched in your memory as, an, as just one of the greatest moments of your life. Yeah, definitely. You know, I was at the bottom of that dog pile. Um, and it was, it's just, it was the most amazing feeling. And I remember hearing the countdown and I think even I got the ball with like seven seconds left. And I just kicked it as hard as I could out of bounds because I was ready to just be able to be done and celebrate and, you know, be excited. Yeah. Well, lots of preparation, like you say, go into those moments. And, uh, you know, one of the things I, whenever I talk to Claire, I always mentioned to her that she had a part in those two goals by Caitlin, because every practice I saw, she was going up against Caitlin. I think she even got like a tooth knocked out once by her where Caitlin kind of came around the box and, and, and practiced those exact yep. shots. And here you are in the national championship game and here she is. And it, it all just kind of, kind of just played into what you guys do every day. Yeah, I use, I sometimes will joke about the quote, like um, exactly how we drew it up, but Caitlin's goals were exactly how we drew it up. <laughs> yeah, couldn't have been better. Um, you mentioned you're a PE teacher now and uh, you, you're, you get to work with kids and uh, on, at Columbia Elementary. Um, do they know you played college soccer? Do you, <laughs> they know that you had this epic moment um, that led a team to national championships or is it just kind of you're Mrs. Webster? Um, it's mostly just I'm Miss Webster. There are a couple kids who actually have come to the Western soccer camps, so they know. Um, and I think I actually showed the clip to one of my fourth grade classes last year because one of the students asked about it. Yeah, um, what was their what was their reaction? They, you know, so I mean, it's the same thing when I was growing up. You don't know what a national championship is. You don't know. You're just like, oh, that was a really cool kick. <laughs> 
but some of them know and some of them do come and watch the western games and they they get it they were excited so it's it's fun to see their reactions yeah you could say that you know you just mentioned this is how you draw it up but i remember when i first met you, you were, someone told me she's gonna be one heck of a pe teacher someday <laughs> um kind of living out a little bit of a dream aren't you i mean you're just a couple years out of college you're working at a great school district as a PE teacher and doing exactly what you love to do. How, how great has this been? Um, you know, I know we're in the middle of a pandemic and it's a little rough and, um, but I'm sure you're bringing a lot of smiles to these kids that you're able to see. Yeah. I just, I feel so lucky to be in the situation that I'm in and, you know, my mom does a really good job of reminding me to, you know, look at the positive side. I'm doing exactly what I wanted to do, what I went to get a degree in. Um, it's so I feel so lucky and you know seeing the kids at school and on seesaw which is how we do our distance learning it just brings me so much joy so I really yeah I'm living the dream right now. One of the great things about Western that I've come to realize in um, is the definition of the student athlete um, and I think Western does a great job of emphasizing that and you know the academic success rate and the graduation rates are through the roof but you were able to do exactly what you want. You wanted to play collegiate sports, but also get a top level education to prepare you for this. But how much being a collegiate athlete and a student athlete prepared you for the moments that you do right now? I mean, obviously there's a lot that goes into it, but how much um, being a Viking and being a soccer player at Western did it help prepare you for these moments? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's all the cliches of everything you learn when you participate in sports. It's how do you get along with other people? How do you manage your time? But when you do it in college and you're, you are, you're out on your own and you're an adult and you're figuring it all out, it, it does help you prepare. And also it's, you know, some of my best memories. It's such a positive time in my life. Um, so it totally has prepared me to, you know, collaborate with other teachers so that I can be successful and, you know, reach out when I do need help and do all of those things. And then also to pay it forward and think about who I can positively impact and, you know, what my bigger picture role is um, and I think that's you know the coaching staff at Western and all of the people at Western have done such a good job of instilling that um, in me and really thinking about like holistic well-being and what piece of the puzzle are you and who can you impact so yeah you know jumping right into kind of that after that question is you've known head coach Travis Cannell for a long time um same with Jamie Arthurs and Claire Morgan. You mentioned you saw Claire um, walking in the Columbia neighborhood. Um, what, what did this coaching staff do for you um, as a student athlete and as mentors? I mean, I, I hold them in the highest of categories for their personalities and their character and their coaching ability, but what, what did they do for Emily Webster? Yeah, I mean, where do I begin? I, I think I might have taken my first training with Travis when I was – I was under 10 years old, I'm pretty sure. And some of the other local boys who wanted to take trainings invited me to one of theirs. And so, you know, I've known Travis for so long and he's always been this positive influence on me. Um, and even when he was my club coach and up into playing at Western, it was always, you know, him checking about checking in about things other than soccer. And it was, how's school going? How's your family? You know, what fun things do you have coming up? And so just that positive influence and knowing that I was a part of this soccer program, but I was also a part of so much more just really made my experience at Western really special. Yeah. They are. Um, and then Jamie and Claire are just, I just, they're so awesome. I, I love that I've 
had the joy of being around them um, for a long time because Claire also coached me when I was 10 or 11 and Jamie helped with my club soccer team. Um, and I watched them play at Western when I was, you know, on the sideline watching at Wacom Community College. And so looking up to them, not only as um, soccer players, but also always having their support on and off the field at Western was so impactful and helped me be successful. So, yeah, I hold them in the highest regard also. Yeah, they're great, great leaders. And, um, you know, they'll be the first ones to say it's the student athletes that have got all the wins and the achievements. But I, um, I'll tell you that the leadership is, is, is pretty amazing. And that's evident when you talk to any of the alumni and uh, former players. It's, uh, it's, a yeah. pretty, it's pretty great to hear. Um, yeah. I'm going to ask you a little bit of off the wall question here because that's sometimes what we get to do in this podcast. But, uh, you know, every now and then, Emily, um, I'm driving through Bellingham and I look to the side and I, I still see you on a bus, um, a little billboard advertisement. Tell us a little bit about that. And uh, do you ever see yourself around town still? Yeah, um, I haven't seen myself in a while, but some of my coworkers at Columbia have seen me on the side of a garbage truck. Okay. So that one's also out there. Um, it was a um, safe pedestrian campaign that my mom's friend was in charge of. And she was just looking for volunteers from around the community. And so there's um, a lot of, I mean, there's quite a few of us out there. <laughs> um, and so she just wanted me to kind of represent like being a student, an athlete and a safe pedestrian. Um, I'm honestly surprised I'm still out there. I thought they would have taken me off the rotation, but every once in a while I'll get a picture and a text message saying, Oh, just saw you drive by. <laughs> you know what? You are, you are true Bellingham. If you know, if, if you're on the side of a, a Whatcom transit authority bus or, or a um, allied, you know, a, a garbage truck, you know, you're, you're yep. true Bellingham there, but it's always fun. I always get a little chuckle every once in a while, every couple of months, I'll be like, Hey, there's Emily wearing her <laughs> Western soccer shirt, but that's, that's good stuff. Um, you know, I, the national championship game is what everyone's going to go to when they talk to you and your teammates, but you were, you're part of just a four year group. That was just amazing. You know, you went to nationals as a sophomore and junior and you guys um, went to the West regional final in three of those years. Um, are there any moments outside of the title game that really stick out in your mind as um, just amazing memories as a Viking? Yeah, I have two that I can think of. Um, one was when we beat, I think it was Dallas Baptist in 2015 at home to get to go on to the final four. So that was my first time going to the final four. Um, and just getting to play that big game at Harrington was so exciting. And it was a beautiful day. It was sunny and the goals we scored were exciting. Um, so that's one of my memories. And then the other one was when we beat San Diego in Golden, Colorado in overtime. And I remember going into overtime, Travis said, okay, we're going to like, you know, focus on possession, really pass the ball around. We'll work it up the field and we'll get our opportunities. And we enter, you know, the overtime period and <laughs> Taylor Hallquist like sends this super long ball, not exactly, or like not at all what we had talked about. And Gabriella goes on to score and we were all just so excited and we knew San Diego was a big win. So I just chuckle when I think about, you know, and Taylor was so worried. She was like, oh no, I didn't do what we were supposed to, but we still won. So that's another comical memory I have. Yeah, you guys, um, UC San Diego was always, you know, a rival. And a lot of people would say that 
some of those games should have been played in the national finals or the final four. Um, yeah. You know, the game that was played at their place, I believe, um, was your final collegiate game. Um, yep. You know, the next year um, played them down in uh, Canyon, Texas and, um, you know, lost in overtime, uh, actually on penalty kicks. Um, they were a formidable, formidable foe, and but that was a great win and that golden goal by Gabby. But do you wish you got a chance to maybe play them um, on a bigger stage and, you know, see them in the final four? Because I think that a lot of times that you, you and them and Grand Valley were the top three teams in the nation. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was tough to play them at their place my very last game. And so, you know, obviously if I could go back and rewrite up the bracket and put it into a final four spot, but, you know, I've had to kind of accept it <laughs> at this yeah. point. Yeah, you mentioned that that game against Dallas Baptist in the national quarterfinal that sent you guys down to Pensacola, Florida. That was my first season with y'all, and I was still new to soccer. But uh, you, you may not know this, but you've got a little history in my book because – I arrived at Western, I believe, on November 12th. It was a Monday. I sat in the office in High Street Hall, getting set up. I had my own computer, didn't have a computer yet. And they said, oh, Emily Webster just got GNAC Player of the Week. We need a news release out of this. And I was like, I didn't have my computer. I didn't have email. And so you were my first news release. I remember writing that. It was, uh, you got Defensive Player of the Week. And I was, I didn't really even know, like, anything about Western. It was my first day. And I'm writing a news release on you getting defensive player of the week. So that's your little fun fact for the day. That's awesome. <laughs> Hope I didn't screw anything up. I didn't even know what a midfielder was at that point. Probably <laughs> I was still focused on baseball so much, but I, I remember it. I still, I, I remember writing that and then really digging into the history of the program. And I'm like, wow, this is pretty amazing. And I, I will always remember that Dallas Baptist game as well, because I mean, like you said, it was a great day. Um, you guys punched your ticket to go to Pensacola and the, and the, the national final four championships. And it was just like kind of surreal. It was a, a great first memory for me for a team going um, on, on the nationals, you know, Harrington field was, is a great venue, but that day it was beautiful and packed and it yep. was uh, yeah. still that's, that's a cool moment to even for me to think about as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, so how much, you know, you're, you're, you're now a former college soccer player. Um, how much do you miss it? You still get to play a little bit? Um, oh, I miss your... it. You know, anytime I touch a soccer ball, even if it's at recess with the kiddos, you know, it brings me a little bit back to playing. And I, I definitely miss playing with the goal of getting better. Um, you know, there comes a time in your life when that phase is over. And so that's been a tough transition for me. Um, and before the pandemic, I was playing indoor once or twice a week. Um, but I haven't touched a soccer ball since March. So except the recess is, you know, only here or there, but yeah, it's tough. How have you been able to be, get your competitive juices going? I've been playing a ton of pickleball. Okay. Um, that's been my activity over the summer. Um, and it's fun. It's easy. It's, you know, socially distanced. Um, so that's been a good one. And I've been trying to run and stay active in other ways, but yeah, pickleball has been my big outlet. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds like it sounds like a great hobby to take up. Yeah. Um, you know, you're part of an alumni group that's pretty special. I, you know, I could pretty much say that about any of our programs, but to think about the players that came before you and the players that you played with, and then now the players that are on the field for the Vikings, um, what advice would you have for them to just soak up what they're involved with? Obviously, it's been a tough year um, for the players and the program not being able to play and 
now not being able to practice, but what advice would you have for them um, kind of paying it forward and, uh, to soak up what they get, what they get to do every day? Yeah, I think soak it up is the best way to put it. You know, it's so hard during a pandemic, but um, stay connected to your teammates, stay connected to your friends. Um, and really, you know, when we're back in, in in-person learning and can be back on campus, take advantage of all of the opportunities and go outside your comfort zone and do all the things because before you know it, it's going to be over and you're going to be on to the next phase of life. But I remember I was taking a, a it was a, dance class it was a requirement that I had to take and um they said you know go attend a class or something and so I went to swing club and it was something I never ever ever would have done otherwise but it was this really awesome day when I got to go participate in a club on campus um and go outside my comfort zone so I just say you know even if it's daunting at first go outside your comfort zone soak it all in go to as many sporting events as you can um, make connections with people, stay in touch with those people because before you know it, you're going to be all over the state, all over the country. And those are still going to be some of your closest friends. So. Some great advice from a great Viking. Um, I'm sure people will be able to, to hear that and it'll make, make sense to them. And you know, the, the current group of Vikings, you know, they played for the national title last year. I'm sure you got a chance to watch it and they, uh, yep. they played a great game. They just couldn't get the ball in the, um, that, that, that game-winning goal, um, you get a chance to watch that game um, yeah. and root them on. Yeah, definitely. Wouldn't have missed it. Yeah, it's a, it, like I said, it's a, it's a special program. Um, we could list accolades and numbers and records and coaching accomplishments by Travis on and on. But, um, you know, the one thing that we really wanted to talk to you today about was 2016 and, and that legacy and then your college career in general. So thanks for – kind of giving us a look inside that national championship run. Um, still to this day, you know, I'm every December, I kind of just play in my mind that whole week in Kansas city was, was pretty cool. Uh, cold at night, but nice days um, yep. was, was pretty special stuff. Um, but to end these podcasts, I usually kind of like to end it on a little bit lighter note and kind of go into some fun questions, some hard hitting, not really, but just lightning round questions. I call. So you ready? Yeah. All right, Bellingham native. So you got to have a favorite Bellingham restaurant. What do you got? Yeah, um, I have two. One of them is Aslan and one is Black Sheep. Oh, that's a good double play right there. Yeah. <laughs> you could even do both in one day, burritos and a margarita and a beer and a rice bowl. Sounds yeah. like a perfect day to me. Sounds like a great day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> best sport you played other than soccer growing up? Um, other than soccer growing up, let's see. I played tennis for a year in high school and made it to state. So that was probably my best other than soccer. I also played basketball and ran track, but wasn't quite as good at those. <laughs> All right. Any hidden talents? No, I tried to think of one, a creative one, but I, I couldn't come up with any hidden talents. No. Are you good? Are you a juggler, soccer juggler? What, what's your record, you think, for juggling a soccer ball? Um, I have The last time I counted was in seventh grade, and I got – 382 on my feet so it's been a while <laughs> that's pretty good though I know you I know you enjoy the outdoors who doesn't but you got to give us advice on the best hiking trail in Whatcom County well it's kind of a hiking trail my favorite place to get exercise is on the interurban trail between Arroyo Park and California Street 
um, it's just this really beautiful stretch of trail. And I have lots of memories of running with my dad and going for walks and hikes. So that's my favorite outdoor trail. I was just running on the Interurban last Saturday and we started at California and we went south towards yep. uh, Larrabee State Parks. It's, it's just Another a great beautiful, trail. Yeah, it's so amazing. Yeah, we're, we are surely lucky. I mean, we just named one um, yeah. and there's like a hundred uh, yeah. out there. You know, pandemics, a lot of people have binged on TV lately. What, what's, a, what's a TV show that you've uh, taken in lately? Um, I restarted watching Grey's right at the beginning in March so that I could try to watch this 17th season updated um, as it comes out. So Grey's Anatomy is one. And then A Feel Good New Girl is always a go-to for me. Oh, I love it. Best book you've read lately? Mm, we read um, as a book group for Columbia, Culturally Responsive Teaching in the Brain. So that was a really great book to start to think about, you know, how are we teaching our kids and being the most effective educators we can be. Yeah. Best advice that you have received? Um, my mom actually gave it to me and it was after we lost to San Diego in my last game. And she said, and I was so, you know, so sad to be done playing college soccer and it was a tough transition. And she said, if you do life right, life should always keep getting better. So that's something that I've really taken to heart and, you know, just tried to keep moving up and up and up. So yeah, it's a good one. I don't know if it's, if you would have a favorite quote in addition to that, but I like to ask people if they have a favorite inspirational quote that they might write down every once in a while, or they have tucked away in a folder somewhere. Um, it's not really inspirational, um, but I, I love Winnie the Pooh and we actually have them up on our, on the wall in our apartment. And so one of them um, is how do you spell love and Piglet asked Pooh that. And he said, you don't spell it, you feel it. So that's one that I really like. I love it. What age were you when you got your first cell phone and what brand was it? I was in sixth grade and I would be walking to school without an adult, which is why I was able to get one. Um, and I think it was just a generic like Verizon or Samsung flip phone. It was, there's nothing special, but it did the trick. Little, little bonus question here, PC or Mac? PC. Okay, always been PC? Always been PC, which makes it quite frustrating when you have an iPhone. <laughs> Very much so. Last question. The perfect lazy Sunday afternoon includes what? Um, it would start with getting a London fog to go and walking along the boardwalk with a close friend. Um, and then it would lead into watching the Seahawks game with my partner. Um, he loves to watch the games. And so I also love to watch them. Um, and then ending with either a beer at a local brewery or making dinner at home. It's probably a perfect Sunday for me. That sounds like a perfect Sunday. I'm going to put it on my list for, for pretty soon as well. But uh, <laughs> Emily, I, you know, I, I'm so glad that we got to catch up. Um, we often say we have tons of favorites as student athletes and you're surely one of mine. Um, and um, I just keep thinking about all the great moments that you had in the field. But every time I see you, you just kind of radiate that term student athlete for me and your positivity. And, um, you know, I just, I, I'm so happy that you've landed and stayed in Bellingham and that you're educating um, kids as a PE teacher because uh, you're going to make such an impact that way. And you have made all of us at Western Washington University, not just in the athletic department, proud. Um, you know, the free kick hard around the world, right? I mean, it's going to be an amazing moment um, for a long, long, long time. But you are so much 
more than that. And so thanks for joining us today. Uh, thanks for giving us some insight on the program, on yourself. Um, and uh, yeah, it's really been special to talk to you. Awesome. Thanks, Jeff. It's been fun to relive some of these memories. Trip down memory lane. We'll have to do it again. You know, pretty soon it's going to be like a five or 10 year anniversary of the national <laughs> championship season. We're going to have to get the band back together. Oh, I'm in. I'm pretty sure Sierra is going to want to do something pretty competitive. So um, you guys might need, need to get ready. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Thanks again for joining us and go Vikings.